Welcome to Powerful, the podcast. Powerful, optimistic women evolving relentlessly for uplifting lives. This podcast will discuss powerful topics regarding unspoken conversations that we usually shy away from on public platforms. Welcome to Powerful, the podcast. Powerful, optimistic women evolving relentlessly for uplifting lives. This podcast will discuss powerful topics regarding unspoken conversations that we usually shy away from on public platforms. Welcome to Powerful, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Shalonda Carlisle. Kowalski Williams. Dr. Bianca Bully. And today we have... Mr. Jonathan Winston. Jonathan Winston is a licensed clinical social worker with over a decade of experience. He's a father, a husband, a brother, um, and he has so many other titles. Uh, He has a private practice in Pearl, Mississippi called Connecting the Dots. Welcome, Mr. Winston. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Today's topic, we are discussing overcoming generational curses. So, Mr. Winston, what are some habits or behaviors that one may consider to be a generational curse? And if you can give us the definition of uh, generational uh, curses, that would be great, too. I will. Well, thank you, first and foremost, for identifying overcoming generational trauma as a uh, important topic of discussion, first and foremost. And I want to uh, destigmatize and undemonize the word trauma, if you will, because it's more common, Ms. Carlisle, than we think. To have the emotional response of traumatic events is so common, especially in the African-American culture. And it is cross-cultural if you will. But for far too long, we've been led to believe that our experiences, that they're either a lesson or a blessing. That's what we've been taught. But most times we associate difficult circumstances and unfavorable situations with such a belief. However, to get to the root or to really identify how we overcome generational trauma, we must peel back the layers of generational trauma. We must look beyond the external factors and consider the internal transcription and transmission of trauma. Is that okay, Ms. Carlisle? That is perfectly okay. To get there, we must answer certain questions. Have you ever felt hopeless and helpless and couldn't explain why? Have you ever arrived to a space in your life where it seems like everything is truly going right, but you can't enjoy it? Have you ever been in a space and you've been preoccupied with how others feel about you and you opt in doing absolutely nothing because your actions are predicated on the belief of others? You're paralyzed mentally. Have you ever been to a space where you negatively or you uh you view yourself your self-worth your self-esteem your self-confidence in a negative light believing that your best is never 
good enough. Now, I want to know, have you ever craved for wrong people, wrong places, and wrong things, despite what you know to be right and what you know to be truth, and despite the negative physical, emotional, and spiritual consequences that you have when you indulge and engage in such behavior. It's almost like you have the thought or the frame of mind, if loving you is wrong, I don't even want to be right. Well, we must look deeper. These behaviors or the, the feeling that I'm naughty by nature, it comes from somewhere. And more times than not, it is birthed out of generational trauma. Those addictive behaviors and obesity, depression, anxiety, and numerous medical and mental health conditions or patterns, they are cycles. That if we really look at our family history, it's passed along from generation to generation, from my great granddaddy to my granddad and my dad and then to me. But it must stop now. What it is, honestly, Carlisle, is trauma unchecked. And I must be honest, I had to do a bit of research to look deeper and to see how really does it pass from one generation to the next? Is it simply the observational learning? Is it simply, you know, through what I'm taught by my dad? And sometimes, believe it or not, we will never have met our father, but yet act just like him. Mm. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? I'll tell you. It's trauma left unchecked. And the danger is trauma left unchecked can leave a chemical mark on a person's gene which can then be passed from to future generations. So what am I saying? Trauma can actually affect the bloodline. Now, let's be clear. This mark, Shalanda, doesn't cause a genetic mutation, but it does alter the mechanism by which the gene is expressed. This alteration is not genetic, but guess what? It's epigenetic. Mm. This is a newfound revelation for scientists epigenetic that reveals although trauma of course it doesn't change our dna and let me make that clear but it does change the expression of a gene in other words the genes for addiction the genes for obesity depression it turns then turns it on and it puts us at risk for developing such mental health conditions or mood disorders and personality disorders it's almost like, literally, it's a generational curse passed down to the bloodline. And just because my grandmother was raped, and that that's birthed out of being raped and feeling vulnerable and, and uh, feeling robbed of your life, pretty much, that's passed down. It is not checked. It puts a chemical mark on our genes. So how, so how do we break that? How do we break that? I, I got you. It, it, we, we must first call it out. We got to first, Yolanda, call it what it is. Because until we put a name to it, nothing in life responds to, it, it responds to a call if you do not call it by its name. Mm -hmm. Call what it is. For my family, it was verbal abuse. In order for me to change that curse, 
that my grandfather did to my grandmother and my father did to my mother. I had to recognize and call it out. But these are the things, um, hi, Jonathan, this is Kowalski. These are the things that we're not supposed to talk, talk about when we're around, when we're with family or at family functions. Everybody sees it, but nobody wants to call it out. Exactly. Thus, it keeps the power to continue to go from one generation to the next. Not only that, we have to acknowledge you guys a need for change. What do you think about that? We do have to, this is um, Dr. Bully, we do have to acknowledge it and we have to stop letting it be the taboo, the unspoken in family generations um, passed along from one generation to the next. How do you believe we could address a family member regarding an issue or the generational curse without placing the blame of the person or making them become defensive? Without ensuing a conflict, because we get together at the family function, everybody sees um, the the child that was birthed in incest, or the the mm. predator that's the that that is molesting the, the one child out the next, or we may see some other incidents that the family we know about it, we don't discuss it, and we yeah. we make it. How, how do we address that family member? We start out by first acknowledging that it just didn't start with them. Mm-hmm. So we make it not a you thing, but a we thing. Mm-hmm. And anyone, if you come to them with we need to change and not you need to change, they'll be more apt to listen. I could see that because if it's going on from one one generation to the next, that means someone was everyone included was um, knowing about it and allowing it to continue to happen. So it is a we thing. It's a family thing and we should address it as how do we, you know, stop this. Yeah. And the next question, go ahead, Jonathan, I'm sorry. No. And even as parents, we have to be honest. A lot of times we see things, uh, bad behaviors or, uh, things that our children do that we scold them for and to be honest, they got it from us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just start with this generation, but it has happened before. And in order to change it, we must be honest and own it ourselves first. We do. So how do we properly heal after confronting the issue or the behavior? It doesn't feel good because when you have been attached to something for so long, you begin to make relationship with it. It makes you comfortable. And anybody that has ever been in a relationship with anything, it could be food, and I can attest to that. You find comfort in it. So it's almost like you have to create a new normal. Change is painful. How do I feel? It's painful. But then I must understand that it's necessary if I want to be better. I agree. I agree. Um, This was a wonderful topic, a wonderful uh, discussion that we had today about breaking generational trauma. And, you know, Mr. Winston, I 
want to thank you. Do you have any closing thoughts before we conclude this segment? Well, just would like to share that cycles can't be broken, but we must rise up and choose to do something different in this generation. Great point. Thank you for joining us today um, for our segment on overcoming uh, generational trauma. I want you all to have a great day and stay blessed. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mr. Winston. Thank you all. Thank you.